Hello, listeners. This is PSG Talk contributor Mark Damon, and this is PSG Small Talk Champions Edition for Sunday, April 15th, 2018. And yes, my friends, Paris Saint-Germain, for the seventh time in their history, are the champions of France. They clinched it tonight with a 7-1 victory over the defending champion, A.S. Monaco, at the Parc des Princes. It was a trouncing. It was one of PSG's best performances of the season. They were focused for 90 minutes. They were on the front foot for 90 minutes. There's very little fault to find in this game. And it's really kind of hard to even try to come up with analysis. It was just a really all-around great performance. You had, I would say, Julian Draxler's best game as a PSG player, and he's had some very good games for PSG. But I think this is a game that is a great example of what he can possibly bring to PSG in the future. And potentially under new coach Thomas Tuchel, I feel like there has to be a role for this type of player. And it's not that he's a great goal scorer or anything, and it's not that he's one of the best players in the world. I think he is so useful when he's used right, when he's able to sort of just float in and out, pick out the right pass, work combinations. He's a smart, intelligent player who, in the right circumstances, when he's given the trust and confidence of the team, when he's allowed to just sort of be who he is as a player, which is a very kind of quirky, individualistic type of player who can do a lot of things very well. He doesn't do one thing particularly great, but he, he in this game, he was just so smart, just really instinctually great passes out of the midfield. Two of the goals were basically created by him he kind of had those hockey assists on a couple of them. And then he got the goal at the end to sort of really put the game away. And I just wanted to point out that him and Giovanni Lachelso, who had two goals in the first half that were really uh, attributed to his ability to make runs into the box, something he hasn't really done a whole bunch this year. But you just felt that Giovanni Lachelso was really comfortable in this game And I was a little concerned going in because you had a lineup that had Di Maria, Pastore, Lo Celso, Rabio, and Draxler all on the field at the same time. And in the recent past, when PSG has gone that offensive and that sort of creative with their lineup, which in this case is because all of those guys are really similar players, not as much Rabio, but Di Maria, Lo Celso, Pastore and Draxler all sort of come out of the same school of thought when it comes to types of football players. And I was a little worried about where the defense would uh, would come from, but they were just so dynamic offensively that it didn't really end up mattering all that much. And you got the best of a lot of guys. Angel Di Maria, Edinson Cavani had a goal and an assist. You got great contributions from Yuri Bershish. Who looks like a Berchiche, who looks like a very capable left back for the future. I think he stays around. Whether PSG bring in another left back and ship out Kurzawa, 
I don't think that matters. I think Yuri has proven that he can be a consistent, solid, every other day rotational player at that left back position, depending on who you get in the transfer window, because I think they will ship out Kurzawa and bring in a left back if all of the financial fair play um, checks out, which is still a little bit of a question at this point. But I don't see it being a major, major, major factor. Of course, that's for another time. Today, we celebrate the championship in the best possible way. Now, it would have been slightly better if the Ultras were there to sort of bring in that mega ambiance that this game really could have used. But with that sort of put to the side, beating the defending champions in your home stadium, 7-1 to one in as convincing and ass-kicking as you are going to see between two sort of major European teams. And I consider Monaco, because of their string of success, because of their ability to be consistent for the most part, they've been a major European power in the past, and they're starting to be one again. I think they'll be back next year better, and I think they'll be better prepared um, and they'll have a, <clears throat> some of those younger guys that they brought in will have a year under their belt. But for this year, this was all about PSG. This was all about Paris Saint-Germain making a statement as they go out this year without Neymar and without Kylian Mbappe, who did not come into this game. He was put into the squad, but he was sat down as a precaution and when PSG took that huge lead, there wasn't really a lot of sense in bringing him in. So without Neymar and without Mbappe, PSG ran over AS Monaco. Now, again, I don't want to dwell too much on this game because it was just wonderful. You can't, you can only do so many superlatives, and you can only use so much hyperbole. Before it starts getting old. So what I'm going to finish off on this game is to just say that <clears throat> PSG brought it. And they brought it as well as I've seen them bring it all year. And I can kind of count on one hand the type of games against good teams that PSG have played like this. The first game against Bayern in the Champions League. Any of the games they played against Monaco for the most part. The game against Marseille at the Parc des Princes. Both of them. This game in particular may be the highlight of the season for Paris Saint-Germain. Congratulations to the players and congratulations to the coaching staff and Unai Emery, who has been maligned and eviscerated by this fan base, and in certain respects, rightfully so. But Unai Emery has his league championship. He's probably, if all goes well, going to win seven trophies in his two seasons at Paris Saint-Germain. That's nothing to sneeze at. And when he moves on to the next club, which will be smaller than PSG, which but will still probably be a decent-sized club, he'll have more experience, he'll have this learning experience behind him, he'll have more confidence in that other place, hopefully, and Unai Emery will have a good coaching career in European football. And he deserves that. 
And I think Unai Emery's been nothing but a professional. He's been nothing but a class when it comes to handling the media and handling sort of all this internal stuff and not sort of allowing it to get uglier than it could have been. A lot of people hate Unai Emery. I cannot hate the man. He is too nice of a man to hate. And I feel like the people that have hate for him, I just don't think they get the big picture of it. I don't think they kind of understand why he hasn't been as effective as he could have been. And I think that overall, I think if you hook Unai Emery up to the lie detector or you give him the truth serum, I think he'll tell you that this experience has been worth it in the sense that he's gotten to manage a major club. He's gotten to win things at a major club. And he's a guy that's going to have a job in football for years and years and years. So congratulations to him. Um, I say congratulations to the players who are probably not going to be long for this um, PSG world. Let's say um, Javier Pastore, possibly Angel Di Maria, um, Blavin Kurzawa. The players that have made contributions over the years, and this may be their last year in Paris, I would say Tiago Mata, absolutely. I would say um, even the players that they've already shipped out, Lucas Mora, he contributed in whatever small way he did. He contributed in the training, and I think he scored a couple times in this season, so his goals do count towards this championship season. Congratulations to the younger players who are experiencing this for the first time, especially Giovanni Lo Celso, Timothy Weah, um, Presnel Kimpembe in a real sense. I mean, he was on those championship teams of the 2015-2016, but he wasn't really a major contributor. This year, he was a major contributor to a league championship team that can also apply, I think, to a certain degree to Adrian Rabio. That can apply to Christopher Unkunku, who's more of a contributor this year, although not as much as some people would like. Um, Thomas Meunier, who wins his first major league title with a major club. There's a lot of um, congratulations to go around, and I'm sort of doing the debrief now, but I think it's well-deserved. Danny Alves, his 37th trophy of his career, that makes him the most decorated footballer in European history. Congratulations to him. Congratulations to Neymar, sitting home... um, watching the game. He probably watched the game really intently until they started blowing them out. Then he went on to the online poker, whatever. It's He likes doing it. Guys, recovering, rehabbing. PSG do not win this title the way they've won it without him. I think, again, controversies aside, I think agendas aside, Neymar has legitimately revitalized this club commercially, First of all, Liga is not going into China without Neymar. It's just not going to happen. So Neymar has been a 
to use this term, a godsend to League on. I believe there's a lot of people, especially that have followed the league for a while, that have a very French mentality, that Neymar is sort of this outsider intruder. Don't get it twisted. Neymar has been and will be a godsend for this league. The league is going to grow infinitely with this man as its head as long as he stays, whether that be three years, probably I'd say three to four years. But for those three to four years, enjoy him while he's here. And hopefully he comes back and plays a little bit at the end of the year to give the fans a bit of a treat. Congratulations to Edinson Cavani, who once again will lead PSG in goals scored, has been a stalwart, has been the heart and soul of Paris Saint-Germain. And whether he has one more year left or whether this is the last run for him in Paris, despite what people may say, I think he's the heart and soul of this club. And anything that's gone wrong with it, I don't blame it on Edinson Cavani uh, one iota. Not even one minuscule iota do I blame anything on Edinson Cavani. He'll miss his shots. Of course he'll miss his shots. But he gives 100% for the club every single time he goes out there. And congratulations to Kylian Mbappe, two-time champion, once with Monaco and now with PSG. And I have a feeling that if he stays in France, whatever club he's on, they're going to be the ones that hold up the trophy. And whenever or if he ever moves on outside of Liga, whatever team he's on will probably lift whatever domestic trophies there are to lift. It's exciting. I'm excited. I was happy about this. I had conversations with um, Jonathan Johnson on Twitter and back and forth about what this really meant and if this is really a major accomplishment and if PSG fans should be happy about it. PSG fans should be damn happy about it. There's no disputing, and especially the way they want it. They should be damn excited about what this team did and what they can still do. Not only have they won the Trophy des Champions, which, depending on who you talk to, is either worthless or semi-worthless, Not only did they win the Coupe de la Ligue, which is one of the more high-profile, one of the more intense third third domestic competitions in Europe, I would say it's it's contested better than the uh, Carabao Cup or anything else like it. Not only are they going to probably, although again, knock on wood, a lot can happen, probably win the Coupe de France. And not only are they the league champions, they have a bunch of things in front of them. The aforementioned Coupe de France on Wednesday evening. I might not be watching that game live, but I will be following it on my phone and definitely watching the replay pretty much immediately after. You may not get a show on that one, but you'll get a show the next week after the Bordeaux game where I'll cover both. PSG not only can win the Coupe de France, they can be the first French team in history to reach 100 points. Now, let's lay it out. They have 87 points right now with five games to play. So if they win out, they're going to have 102 points. 
if they win four of the games and draw one of them, they'll just reach that 100 mark. If they lose or draw twice, PSG will not be able to reach 100. And even if they rotate a little bit towards the end of the year, they have a strong enough squad to be the heavy favorites in all five of these games. They'll play Bordeaux on the road. They'll play Gingomp at home. They'll play... I think I actually messed that up. Let me redo that. They play Bordeaux on the road. They play Rennes at home. They play Amiens on the road. They play Gingamp on the on their home uh, on their home field at the Parc des Princes. That's probably their last home game. It will be their last home game. And then they finish the year on the road against Caen. All of them very winnable. And there's a legitimate chance that we will see PSG become the first Centurions in French history. Still things to play for, still plenty of exciting things coming up for Paris Saint-Germain. The return of Neymar to play the last couple of games and get himself ready for the World Cup. And speaking of the World Cup, I put this on Twitter, but I'll tell it again now. The first episode of the World Cup project will premiere on April 30th. And it will feature our very own Guillaume Delaporte. And we talk about Le Bleu, the recent history, the last 25 years or so, of French football history. We talk about it all, and it is an absolutely captivating, enthralling conversation. Guillaume is an absolutely tremendous storyteller. I won't give much of it away, but I just want to build that excitement. In about two weeks' time, you will be hearing the first ever edition of the World Cup Project. Also, we have articles coming. I will write an article this week at some point about this championship and why I think it is so historic and so important. More important than I think most soccer football media will give it credit for. I will tell you why it is so important that they won this in the way they want it, in the fashion that they want it. Also look for other articles, one from Eduardo Razo on the emergence of Alphonse Ariola, and I'm sure we have some other things being cooked up as we speak. Make sure to visit the website, psgtalk.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. If you're listening to us on the website, on that little box on one of the articles, please go to your um, pod, your podcast app of choice and download the podcast. You will get this show. You'll get PSG Talking, which I hope will come out another episode fairly soon to celebrate the championship. And you will also get the World Cup Project on that very same feed. So make sure to do that. And while you're on our website, if you're there, please visit the Patreon page and donate $1. That $1 may not think, you may not think that's a lot, but that $1 shows us that you are with the team and that you are ready for the next years of PSG football, which I think will be even bigger and better as long as we can get through financial fair play. I had to throw that in because we've got some, uh, some of our correspondents and fans that are a little worried about it, and maybe I'll make mention of it next week, but I honestly... 
I'm honestly thinking that, yes, PSG probably aren't going to make the number all the way, but I don't think they're that far off. And if I if I thought they were that far off, they probably would have sold more in the winter. And just because and just because they didn't really sell off in the winter, which they really could have done and didn't, I'm assuming they're going to be within the reasonable limits of financial fair play fines, maybe a shortening of the roster, but I, I'm not thinking that they, unless UEFA just wants to be really vindictive, which they can be, but unless they want to be really vindictive, I don't, um, I don't think you're going to see a ban or anything. I think that's a, that's a bridge too far. So to bring it back to some happier stuff, again, wonderful day. PSG are the champions of France. And I'm going to leave you tonight with one of my other great analogies. Well, I'm going to leave you tonight with an inside joke. Some of you may get this from my tweets, but if you don't, it's still a decent enough song anyway. So for PSG Talk, this has been Mark Damon. Au revoir for now.